guys, I'm Larry. I'm the executive pastor here, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this morning. Got home at 7.30 p.m. last night, hung out with the kids for a little bit, hung out with the wife for a little bit, went to bed, and finished writing my sermon this morning. And, uh, <laughs> and But I really do. I feel like God has something. It's, it's a simple passage. We're in Summer in the Psalms, just like Beth mentioned earlier uh, during announcements, and I'm going to be jumping into Psalm 103 this morning. I was going to recap a little bit of what's been going on, although I don't know all of it since I wasn't here for a few weeks. Um, But we're going to be in Psalm 103, so you can go ahead and grab your Bible and turn there. And today, of course, it looks a little bit different than a typical Sunday because we just shared testimonies for a while. Um, But we're also going to do a thing we call DBS, which is Discovery Bible Study, where I'm going to let you guys, instead of me preaching the whole time, let you guys just ask God some simple questions. They're called DBS questions. They'll be on the screen in a minute. Um, and so we're each going to read Psalm 103 on our own, and you're going to have a few minutes to answer these questions before uh, I come back up here and jump in uh, and share some of my thoughts before we close out today. Um, but before that, I'll share um, a testimony real quick or two testimonies real quick. Um, and I will say South Asia, South Asia is where I was at where yeah, you heard the people. Uh, South Asia is where I was, and one story was one of the most encouraging stories um, for me personally, but I went out with Joey one day, and we ended up at this mall, and it just happened to be a day that we were fasting, which I didn't even think about it at the time, but looking back, I was like, maybe that's why. That was one of the best stories. We were fasting that day, and uh, we just gave up food. I gave it up. I ate dinner, but um, just gave it up to God, and so we were fasting for the day, and we're up in the food court, funny enough. Um, and we sit down with this guy, and we don't have any food, which may be a little awkward. So we sit down with this guy, and he, or we're like, can we sit with you? And he's like, yeah, you can sit here. And so he gets up to leave while we're sitting down, and we're like, we don't want to sit here if you're leaving. <laughs> and so we talk him into sitting with us, and we just start talking to this guy, and he's a manager for a, uh, uh, like a, um, a store. Maybe this wasn't our fasting day. Maybe we fasted the next day. I don't remember. He's a manager of an ice cream shop that's right there. And so we just start talking to this guy, and... Um, and find out that he's really open to us, which is what we're looking for. Looking for somebody open to us um, and open to the message of the Bible and open to sharing it with people. And so that's what we do. As we sit down and engage with people, we're like, are you open to me? Um, most of them are because we're American. They're like, okay, are you open to the message? And if they are, then it's like, great, we're going to, like, let's read this thing together. And so, anyways, we connect with him. We have a great connect with him, and he seems hungry. And he, uh, we, we exchange numbers and decide we're going to meet up uh, specifically to read the Bible. He knew that was our intention. We wanted to read the Bible um, with him uh, just as friends. And so, anyways, we meet with him, and then we leave. And we have another connection with him a few days later where he meets with us to read the Bible. And so we meet up with him. And pretty quickly in our like conversations, we find out after our conversation, he decided to go on YouTube and find the Jesus film and watch the two-hour film by himself. We didn't mention it at all. Um, I didn't even know it was on YouTube. I was like, I've got to watch this. We actually took some over there with us, uh, which was so fun. I'm like, we just smuggled something into the country. Um, so, <laughs> so fun, honestly, to be a part of the story of what God is doing in that country specifically. Um, so encouraging. But anyway, so he watched this film. It's on YouTube. He watches it on his own initiative. Um, and he, 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 he comes from a Hindu background, all gods. He believes them all. But he also believes Jesus, and he feels the peace of God when he goes to church on Fridays with one of his friends who is a believer. Um, anyway, so he watches this film, which is so encouraging. It, it lays out the, the gospel so clearly. Um, I haven't watched it, but I'm sure it does that. And... Um, <laughs> 
And so anyways, so we're talking with him. We jump into a passage. He's like sharing revelation that he's getting from the passage. Um, we pray over and bless him. And then we end up meeting another time with him and pass him off to the long-term team. Um, and just each time we met with him, so encouraging how hungry he was for the word of God. He believes Jesus is who he says he is. He believes the word of God. It was like he, he believed that it was true and he was sharing revelation from it. Um, he he wasn't under the belief yet that he's the only way because we didn't address it head on. But I'm like, just, he was committed to reading the Bible. And I'm like, you'll get to John 14 eventually. And you'll, you'll realize he's the only God. And so just so encouraging. And we passed him off to long-term team. They had a great connect. And so just, I'm like, that's one of the biggest wins of the trip, more than a healing, um, even more than a salvation that doesn't have continual follow-up afterwards is connecting somebody to the long-term team who, and he was willing to share with people. And so that was one really encouraging story. Another one really quick before we jump in. Um, Sarah mentioned it, but the church is alive in South Asia. And Jonathan mentioned it as well. When we were in a church, we got to worship with some people there. And man, the pastor was a fireball and so encouraging. He, was, he would pull out his phone. He, he loved stories. And so he'd pull out his phone and would just show us, look at this. Here's a 13-year-old girl leading worship and people are falling out encountering the presence of God. Kids. And he's like, God's doing something in this generation. He's raising up people. And he at church on Sunday morning, he shows up to church. And during worship, he picks somebody out of the crowd and says, you're, lead, you're preaching this morning. And so you come to church ready to preach. And so you got it easy here. <laughs> Who wants to preach this morning? Um, but so encouraging. So he'll get a kid. He'll get a kid 12 years old. 13, 14 years old, to get up and share the word of God, and people are radically encountering the presence of God because it's so real to them. They need it. He, they need him there. It's such a spiritual climate that's so different than here. Of course, there's a spiritual climate here that's underlying with politics and different things in our culture and society, and so it's a lot more hidden, but it's in your face there, and they know they need the power of God, and he's, he just shows up in powerful ways there. So, so encouraging, God. He, he, guys, he's on the move in South Asia, in, in one of the most unreached countries in the world, the church is thriving, um, which is so encouraging. Even we heard another story from another guy. We got to sit at another guy's feet who has just been living on mission for years and years. And there's stuff going on in America that is mind-blowing, and that is a hard country. 196 churches, house churches, that started from this one guy's ministry um, that are thriving. And I'm like, this is so cool to hear this stuff because you don't hear it over here. And so anyways, so thankful that we got to go on the trip and God is moving there in so many powerful ways and he's doing stuff. And I think it's going to impact our church too, as he did stuff in us um, in the Middle East and in South Asia. But anyways, we're going to jump into Psalm 103. So go ahead and get it out. There's going to be some questions on the screen. If you have a journal, pull out your journal. If you have a phone, pull out the notes app. And we're just going to, you're just going to read the Psalm um, and then there's a couple of questions and just journal down some thoughts. I'm going to give you probably like seven minutes or so. Okay. So read Psalm 103, journal some thoughts, and then I will be back up here, um, to share some thoughts as well to close this out. But I'm going to pray for us really quick as we jump in. Yeah, we say thank you, Jesus, for this morning. Thank you that you are good and right and true. Thank you that your presence is here in this place this morning. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to us through your word this morning. I ask that you would give us understanding as we open the word of God. As we open Psalm 103, would you give us understanding? And I ask that we would be captivated again this morning uh, by the power of the gospel. Um, and we'd be captivated again this morning by how good you really are. Praise in your name. 
Amen. All right, go ahead and read Psalm 103 on your own, and then we're going to ask these questions real fast to ourself and journal them down. All right, hopefully you were able to get through that passage and at least get started on those questions. If you didn't finish and you're having a fun time doing it and you want to keep going, I would encourage you to do it when you get home today or tomorrow morning when you're spending time with God. Uh, just ask those questions. It's always good questions to ask about any chapter of the Bible, but Psalm 103, uh, you probably noticed as you were going through it, such a rich, rich passage. I call it the gospel of the Old Testament. I just came up with that this morning, so I don't know. I don't have much sleep. I just got off the plane at 730, so the gospel of the Old Testament. Um, there's more of them. There's more gospels of the Old Testament. Psalm 61 would be a great one, but anyways, this is one of them. Um, I just turned a page and I need it. All right. Um, so hopefully that was so helpful just to even read it and let the words of the passage just wash over you, wash over your thoughts um, and your mind. Uh, there's truth in there, and that truth will set you free from any lies, deception, uh, anything you're believing wrongly about who God is. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some of that truth was really helpful for you um, this morning. So I'm just going to kind of jump around, hopping down through the, uh, through the passage, just sharing a couple of final thoughts uh, before we close out this morning. Um, so verse 2, it says, forget not his benefits. Um, and this is cheesy, but the best way to not forget is to remember. So I'd encourage you, remember his benefits, whatever you need to do to remember his benefits, whatever you need to do to remind yourself of the good news of the gospel, do it. So tomorrow, in time with God, if you don't spend with time with God, I would encourage you, spend time with God every day. But if you don't know what to do in time with God, open Psalm 103 and read Psalm 103. It's a great way to remember the benefits of God. It's like listed all through there. Every one of those things is so rich and so good. So figure out a way to get truth in front of you often. Figure out a way to remind yourself often. And then I wrote this cheesy pastor line down, remembering his benefits will always benefit you. So <laughs> remembering his benefits will always benefit you. It is true. It, you, it never hurts to get truth in front of your eyes. All right? Instead of sitting in front of the TV, read Psalm 103. Just do it. It's worth it. It's worth every minute. Um, all right. Hopping down a little bit further. Uh, the next few verses there. This is, what I, <laughs> this is what I came up with as Jesus' infomercial. If he had one, it would be these next verses, okay? Just follow me. It says, who forgives? Guys, I wrote this on the plane. <laughs> no, but this is so rich and so good. Who forgives your iniquities? But not just that. Who heals your diseases? And these are crazy. I'm like, forgiving my inequities, that's all I need. And he's like, no, 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 but I'm going to heal your diseases too. But that's not all. I'm going to redeem your life from the pit. But that's not all. I'm going to crown you with a steadfast love and mercy. And again, that's not even all. I'm going to satisfy you with good. I'm going to renew you. So good. This list is amazing. He forgives you. He renews you. He heals you. Uh, he redeems you. He crowns you, which is crazy. He doesn't just use those things, but he crowns you. Um, and a crown is really significant. It's a symbol of literal kingship. He's placing kingship on you of his love and of his mercy. Um, and donning a crown historically uh, is a symbol of being empowered. So he's placing an empowerment of love and mercy on your life, which is crazy. We're not just a redeemed slave. He calls us a son and royalty. He's placing royalty on us as a son or a daughter of the king. My, it really is mind-blowing. If you just think about it, you can just think about those couple of verses and be like, man, that is unreal. You don't just, you forgive my iniquities, first of all, that's wild. But you crown me? 
crazy. We're so undeserving, but he does it. He calls us, um, he calls us royalty. Let's keep going. He is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. His steadfast love is towards those who fear him. He removes our transgressions as far as the east is from the west. Guys, the east from the west is a long ways. I just flew it. It's, it's a 24-hour travel normally. For us, like a 50-hour travel. It's a long ways. And he removes, he removes our transgressions as far as the east is from the west. Um, and, of course, I just went through that list really quickly. But I want to say this. There's no room for shame in his kingdom. There's no room for shame in his kingdom. He's not dealing with you according to your past sins. He sees you as clean and pure and holy before him because of what he did, because of the blood that he shed. He isn't out to get you. He isn't looking down on you. He isn't waiting for you to make a mistake so he can punish you. He's for you. He loves you. He doesn't deal with you according to your sins. He doesn't repay you according to what you've done. He loves you. His steadfast love is for you. Uh, Next verse there. As the father shows compassion to his children, the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Happy Father's Day. This is, it says Father's, so we're going to acknowledge it. Happy Father's Day. Uh, This is about the extent of the Father's Day piece of my message this morning. But honestly, the best way to celebrate Father's Day is by looking at him and what he's done for us. Because he's our Heavenly Father, just like Mitchell shared earlier. Um, And it's such an honor just to get to bless him um, as our Heavenly Father. And he's a good father. It says, just as we show compassion as fathers to our children, he is doing the same for us. He also shows compassion to the ones who fear him. And the role of a father here on earth is somewhat an impossible standard to meet because it's to be the perfect role model of Jesus to your wife, to your kids, to coworkers, to the people around you. Um, But I, I feel like this morning the Lord wants to clothe the fathers in the room with a new strength from him. I really felt that uh, this morning. And so um, I think he wants to clothe us with a new strength this morning to walk as he walks and to do as he does. And so actually, if you're a father, just put your hands out if you want to receive some strength from him this morning. And I'm going to just pray a quick prayer um, over us just to receive strength from the Lord uh, to do the impossible job that's set before us. But by his mercy, we can. Yeah, I just say thank you uh, that you're the perfect father, that you're the role model. And so we don't have to figure out things on our own uh, as fathers, but we get to look to you. And I ask, by your mercy, would you clothe us with a new strength, with a fresh strength this morning from you? If we're weary and tired from work and working and providing for our family, God, would you clothe us this morning with a new strength from you? And uh, yeah, just a strength to carry out your will, to love our wives well, to love our kids well and enjoy them well, to love the people around us, to lead by example. Would you give us grace to walk as you walk and to do as you do? Um, even today, even if yesterday was a disaster as a father, would today, uh, would we have a fresh hope by your strength that you're clothing us with, God? Praise in your name. Amen. All right, moving on. His righteousness extends to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. What a crazy promise. As we keep his covenant and as we do his commandments, it is not affecting just our life. It's affecting our grandkids' lives, our children's children. So encouraging. And last thing I want to say before I close, 
um, as I want to read Psalm, uh, or uh, verse 19 here, and it says that the Lord establishes his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. And I know that we know this. We've probably heard it a million times if you've been in church, uh, but it's so helpful when there's like such a divisive political climate here in America um, to know that he is the Lord. So helpful to know that he's the Lord and that his kingdom is higher than the kingdoms of this world. And so if the kingdoms of the world are stressing you out this morning, I would encourage you, spend some time thinking about his kingdom. Let it wash over your mind because his kingdom is higher. He's the one putting people in places of power, and he knows what he's up to, even if it's uh, hard to trust that what's happening is good for us. He knows what he's doing, and he's working good for us. And so his kingdom is higher, so don't let the kingdoms of the world stress you out today. Look at his kingdom. Dwell on his kingdom. Think about his kingdom uh, this morning. Give more attention to his kingdom than the kingdoms of this world. And it's not just America, of course. There's the Russia problems and the China problems and all these other problems, but his kingdom is higher and he's, he's got a plan of redemption for this world. Uh, so there's great peace in knowing that he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords this morning. So that was very brief synopsis of <laughs> Psalm 103. Uh, but hopefully, really hopefully, as you uh, went through those questions and read Psalm 103 on your own, and maybe from something brief that I just shared, hopefully you're more aware of the character of God and his heart towards you this morning. If there's any thoughts going through your mind about how unworthy you are, it's true, but he's worthy and he's made you worthy. Um, But he's for us. He's towards us in every way. If you're dealing with shame this morning, lay it before him. Um, Look what the scriptures say and let that wash over your mind and over your heart uh, this morning. Um, so I'm going to pray for us as we close, and I'm just going to invite you. If you need uh, something from him, I'm going to invite you. We'll have some people up here to pray for you. Um, worship team, you guys can go ahead and come on up. Uh, but I'm going to pray for us, and, and then I'll share just a little bit more for you guys for response time this morning. But I'm believing that some truths uh, from Psalm 103 are going to set us free uh, to follow him, to love him more fully this morning. So why don't you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for all of the testimonies of what you're doing in us, in our church, in this region, but also in the nations of the earth. Thank you that you're on the move. We just say hallelujah, God. You're on the move. And I ask um, for any one of us that needed to hear any of the verses of Psalm 103 this morning, um, I say thank you, God, that it's true. That Psalm 103 is truth, and we can stand firm on it. It's a firm foundation for us um, this morning. And I ask um, that if we're coming in with doubts, insecurities, shame, guilt, lies, deception, um, that the truth of the Word of God would set us free this morning again. Thank you that there's a hope in you, God. We pray this in your name. Amen.